So obviously you're listening to Crying for Information podcast. It is currently 8.45 on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Um, forgot to do my power rankings with Mike last night for the NFL, so I had to release those. I'm mean, also just want to give a quick monologue. Um, first thing I want to say is thank you to all my wonderful friends who came to my surprise birthday party on Friday. It was a reminder of how lucky I am to have a lot of you guys in my life. Um, even if you couldn't make it, I love all you guys so much. Um, and you're, the amount of I appreciate you can't be put into words. Um, the friendship that our group of friends have from fantasy football to our group chat is incredible, to the quasi guys, to literally everybody. Um, and it's a really special brotherhood to be a part of. And I'm so thankful that I've met all you guys. Everyone brings their own individual little characteristic but um it's such i just i'm kind of at a loss for words thinking of how thankful i am to have you guys but that's just the first thing i want to mention it was a birthday that reminded me how not i mean this is a little egotistical but how loved i am and that's not because of me it's because of how awesome my friends are um so thank you guys so much uh if you couldn't come i know that dirty mike forgot to wish me happy birthday on instagram and kind of unacceptable but he made up for it with his podcast appearance tonight um so you guys are all awesome. That's the first thing I wanted to mention. Secondly, um, the black jersey of the week went to Dylan Estridge. Uh, I guarantee you when you listen to this pod, you're going to find out why. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Thirdly, my NFL power ranking. So we had a little bit of a shift. Number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still at the top of the list, right? Brady's looking fantastic. They are looking great. Brady looks like he's younger than us. Unbelievable. Not need much to say about the Bucs. My new number two, the LA Rams, they have moved up. Um, I think they are forced to be reckoned with. I think Cooper Cup might be the best fantasy wide receiver. You'll hear my breakdown about this later in the pod. But Cup has been incredible. Stafford's been incredible. And oh my gosh, does McVay love to air it out. Rams are going to be a force. They are my number two team. My number three team, we are going to keep the Chiefs up there, even though they went one and one. They completely dominated the Ravens in that game um, and then kind of put their foot off the gas. I'm a little spooked about their defense, but I mean, the Chiefs, like, it, it, for some, they, they, it looked like they almost did not want to win that game. Um, and I'm going to keep them up at number three. If they have a bad performance against the Chargers, they might fall out of the top five. Um, <sighs> But I, I think you have to keep the Chiefs in your top three. It's a mandatory thing you have to do, and those are just my thoughts. My number four team, this is where uh, we're going to see an NFC West team make their first appearance, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they easily could have lost that game against the Eagles, but they kind of put their foot on the gas. Their defense is incredible. Um, I don't really love the Jimmy G situation, but I love their play call. I love how they run the ball, um, and I love how they control games. The 49ers, I think, are a team to watch. I think they're going to grow as the season goes on. A lot of guys recovering from injuries, so they didn't play a lot in the preseason. So I think they're slowly but surely making their way um, up the charts. Number four is a high is a high spot for them, but that's because I trust them and they impressed me in these first two games. Finally, rounding out my top five of Legends Power Rankings. This one might catch people off guard, but I'm ready to let it rip. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm putting three NFC West teams in my um, power rankings why they've just been impressive that first game if Kyler Murray stays healthy he's a fantastic fantasy quarterback um, and there's nothing you can say bad about him so that's my top five for now we got Rams number one Bucks number two number three Chiefs number four Niners number five Cardinals and that is my top five four teams in the NFC one in the AFC I've been a little underwhelmed by the AFC I think the Browns um, are going to get up there but I'm a little worried about them they didn't play the Texans that well and, I mean, Mayfield's good, but I don't know if we can really trust them. And other than their running backs, their skill positions, Jarvis Landry and Odell haven't been playing, so I haven't really felt great about them. 
Um, I think the Bills are a team to watch. Obviously, that week one against Pittsburgh wasn't great, but uh, the Bills are a force to be reckoned with. Also on the cusp of getting up there would be the Raiders, who are 2-0, and also the Denver Broncos. So that is my top five power rankings. Um, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode today. Dirty Mike was a fantastic guest. So happy to have him on the pod. Um, And last thing I want to say is that this podcast is brought to you by the Pub Breakfast Wrap. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. One of Ryan Charter's favorite orders. Write down breakfast wrap, put it in there. You get eggs, you get bacon, you get some hash browns. You go to check it out. Maybe you put a chocolate milk in your pocket. Maybe you put a Gatorade in your backpack. Maybe you steal five things while ordering this. Not only do you get a breakfast uh, breakfast burrito slash wrap for $4, you also get everything you just stole from the pub for $20. $24 in a $4 deal. Can't get much better. Um, this is brought to you once again by the breakfast wrap at the pub and more importantly penny will be checking you out so you'll get a smile and cars will hit on her no surprise i hope you guys enjoy the pod you are listening to the crying for information podcast there is 100 chance that your testosterone will go up while listening to this beast hey everyone it is wednesday night currently 9 30 p.m about to have Mike LaRusso on as my guest. He's going to enter the show. Really excited for tonight's show. We are entering, we are putting in a brand new um, topic, a brand new segment of the show. Uh, I just came home from a long day of work. Kids played okay tonight. Gave them the message after the game. We lost of that. If we don't practice hard, we're, we're not going to be ready to win these games. We lost the game. Football is a game inches, so I'm a little little caught off guard by how my team played tonight in practice, but I cannot wait to have Mike on the pod. Um, we had a crazy week of fantasy football. We're going to break it down. I'm admitting him to their thing, to the Zoom, and Mike is here. Mike's going to be a little caught off guard that I'm recording already. Michael, uh, we are already mid-record. Um, gave a little brief summary of my youth football game that we had tonight. You're muted, by the way, FYI. Um, Concord Carlisle, the eighth grade team, had a tough loss to the Belmonts, um, Belmont Town. But as I told them after, I wasn't surprised how surprised we lost. We didn't prepare well this week, right? And football's a game of inches. Um, so not my normal giddy mood. I'm about to take a performance-enhancing drug outside, um, make sure that this podcast is at the best. But, Michael, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm all right. I'm sorry to hear about the loss. Right. Um, I, I just feel bad for the kids who – you know, put their heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. But, um, yeah. Now, is it you? I know I'm outside right now. Is it you who's laggy or you think me who's laggy? I have this stupid camera up. I think it might be you. I think we're, I think we're hitting it now. We're good. Um, so, first off, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm back in a full swing of uh, the school year, coaching seventh grade girls tennis. Um, had to make cuts. That was, you know, pretty brutal. We had some tears, but... Wow. How did we we handle those tears? Was there an email from a mom to send you after or the girls kind of just cry and never mention it? Well, well, you guys don't know a lot about my school district, but it is the type of school district where you're going to get just a a bunch of emails. Um, We specifically said we don't want anybody to come up to us after we make cuts, no parents, whatever. Immediately right after we got the mom. Hey, I know. I know you said you didn't want anybody to come up to you, but boom, boom, boom. Hmm. Well, it happens in this profession, and you know what? We got to make sure we're doing this for the kids. Sometimes you got to be cut in life, right? Later on in life, you might not be good enough, and you have to go home and get a little bit better. 
So I'm you know what I those tough cuts. Yeah, you know what I'm t- I told the kids is is how are you going to bounce back from this? Exactly. Bingo. No, now speaking of bouncing back, well, we might as well get right into the fantasy week. Um, first off, what I want to mention: week two was a little bit less scoring, a little bit more blowouts. There weren't nearly as many close games. I think the closest game this week was me and Sam, which got um, decided by Aaron Rodgers deciding to have two one-yard touchdown one passes. Touchdown pass which were kind of heartbreaking for me to watch. Um, but who is going to bounce back? So I'm pulling up the scoreboard right now. Let's review this week's scores. At 127 to 122, the cake stand Sams beat the Alpha Beasts. At 130 to 118, the Learners football team beat the Daytona Haas Daddies. G-Spot put Dirty Mike's Meat Locker in the Meat Locker with a 123 to 75. Deutsch's Peaches brought it down brought it down against get downs on at the defending champ 149 to 99 take a shot got upset by the beast Cox after Ryan only put up a measly 79 points and finally Nucci in the huddle had a tight one against Pete 121 to 118 so when we're talking about bouncing back three people I want to mention one cake stand Sam with a miraculous comeback with Aaron Rodgers great way to get back in the game Sam last week had 65 points Nearly doubled his total this week. Awesome job, Sam. Secondly, G-Spot, after a negative week, has 123 on the board. And finally, the Beastcocks, after a terrible week himself and losing to me, bounced back against Ryan with a measly 93 points, but it still got the W. Any thoughts on those, Mike? Yeah, well, no. Uh, I love love the bounce back little segment you got, but I'm glad you you know you mentioned the score so early because I wanted to come on here and kind of face the mu- uh, the music. So let's only- right there, Mike. We're looking at your box score right now. Your high score was Baker Mayfield. Now, if that's going to be your high score, you know we're in trouble. What, what what went wrong for you this week? What, what do you think the number one problem was? You were projected 114. You finished with 75. Yeah. So you know what it is. I think that. Uh, you know, my draft was kind of run around me. I, I didn't have a high draft position, so I just thought, you know what, get three serviceable backs on your roster. And you know what, those backs have not shown up for me. Um, between Gibson, who's been absolutely ice cold starting yeah, the season. I, I don't understand why the Redskins had McKinsey in their final drive. Pretty much cost me the game and then cost you the game because Sam had McKinsey and Antonio Gibson – Scoring seven more points would have done much for you, but he hasn't been used well. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to hit the panic button. I made some. I, I made a decent trade. I feel like this week, and I picked up a bunch of people on waivers, and I think we're just going to, you know, see how it goes. I think those guys are going to bounce back. Now, do you want to tell us what the trades were? You want to remind the listeners out there what trade Dirty Mike made? Yeah. So what I did was I traded Gronk and. Corey Davis, yeah, Corey Davis for AJ Brown to Ryan. Interesting. Uh, now, I think we, good deal. You had Andrews and Gronk, and I don't know if Gronk's going to keep on putting this up. Um, that was probably the biggest move um, this week. You also added KJ Osborne for twenty seven dollars, which beat my bit of twenty dollars for Cordell Patterson. Um, now you had a big week. How do you feel about this big week? Are you ready to bounce back? Yeah, I'm ready to bounce back. And you know what? I'm also glad you mentioned that the the waiver wire budget we have because I just want to come out and say it. I have no feel on how mu- how much to spend on what player. So I feel like you know, twenty seven dollars. I don't know what the next bid was, but it might sound like a lot. But I, yeah, 
hand up. I don't have any feel on that budget. They um the new feature ESPN should have is they should have a feature where it says who else bid. Um, yeah, I do offers report. Wow. Yeah, so um, you had the second highest bid of $27 this week for KJ Osborne. The next highest bid was Kevin for $3. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I picked up uh, I Panthers, and I threw, like, $3 at that. And then I picked up, like, um, Danny Jones, and I, I think I threw, like, a, a dollar or two on that. Like, I don't, I don't have any feel with this. No, Kevin almost did he. I think he's almost used all his money, which is fascinating. And I have no feel like because at the end of the day, you can still sign players without that money. You just can't pick up guys on the waiver early. So it's one of those things I don't really know how to have a feel for. So let's quickly, we heard about your team. Let's break down some of the other games. Um, as I said, the thing I think the team that is obviously number one in our fantasy football power rankings has to be Deach. Um, Kyler Murray. Christian McCaffrey on the same team. I don't know how we let that happen or how on earth that happened. You also add in the fact that he has um, CD lamb, Julio Jones and Mike Williams and Darren Waller. There's a 90% chance. One of those guys is going to go off each week. Like one of the three, I just mentioned not named McCaffrey or Murray. So between three players each week, he's almost always going to have 60 points. Yeah. And what I'll say to that is that I know last year I had like a similar combo with, um, with Kyler Murray and Devonte Adams, where they were just like winning me week after week. Um, and I made it pretty deep last year. So I think he has that kind of setup. So he's a pretty scary team right now. No scary team. The one thing that's interesting is we want to make sure we remember Kyler Murray did get super hurt by the end of the year, smaller quarterback. I mean, I think if DJ's team stays healthy, we got to make him the favorite right now. He's number one in the power rankings. Leeds League in points has taken $100 out of my Venmo, um, which is like no surprise considering how powerful his team is. Um, but yeah, Deach is a force to be reckoned with right now. I mean, I think each, uh, probably next week, we're going to talk about how we at least have 120 points, um, which is a problem for us other owners. But as I said, it is a long season. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what, those $50 Venmos, they hit different. I was uh, fortunate enough to get a couple last year. And, you know, you start playing the house money. Yeah, no, I mean, that's something I really hope to have this year. I mean, personally, me, we'll, we'll check in on my team now. I think might be one of the sneaky best teams in the league. Um, 120 in each week, fourth most in the scoring. Uh, I mean, I think I'm set up in a pretty good position right now. I haven't talked much about my team. Having uh, Travis Kelsey, um, DK Metcalf, and Keenan Allen, I think I'm pretty set all week for at least two TDs from those guys combined. Um, Chris Carson gets the ball a lot, the goal line. And finally, uh, if Jalen Hurts keeps running the ball, I think I'll have three of those guys will at least get me 60 each week, which is kind of, I think, the minimum you need to have a winning record. If you guys have, if you have your quarterback and your two best players getting you a combined 60, if one of your other guys pops, then most likely you're at around 80 now. And if you just add up the other positions, defense, kicker has a good game. Before you know it, you're having 120, not 120 every week. Yeah, and I'm looking at your team right now. I love the fact that you have Tony Pollard and James White on your bench. Yeah, and I mean, I think I signed Cordell Patterson this week. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't like to talk about my team much on this podcast, but I am excited. I have a big game against Nooch, 2-0 versus 1-1. I think we're going to see a a 2-1 by both teams after next week. Next week. The learners standoff. Um, 
the learner's football team, he's looking awesome. Obviously, Tom Brady, his receivers are toast right now, so he's in trouble with that. But if, as long as he's got Terry McLaurin, Devontae Adams, TJ Hawkerson, I mean, those might be like three of the top 15 guys in wide receiver and tight end scoring. Um, so, yeah, definitely a force to be reckoned with. And if Trey Lance ever becomes a starter, then that's also a force to be reckoned with. Next, we'll take a quick look at um, G-Spot, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's really his main go-to. Um, he also has Mark, uh, Marquise Brown, Chase Claypool, David Montgomery, and Logan Thomas. I don't think they're really going to pop. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I I think he's in, like, an all right position. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's really going to pop. Uh, maybe if Brandon Ayuk could get his stuff together. Yeah. But. No, it's one of those things where, I mean, like I said, for me, I like to see the three guys that are going to combine for 60. I just feel like there are a lot of weeks where he might have Marquise Brown after the game will be like two catches for 29 yards. What the hell? Yeah. Um, And the same as with Chase Chase Claypool, just having Big Ben and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball is not the most exciting thing. But as you said, I think he's in a really good spot. Um, It's being a little critical. That's just my take on that. Kevin, 0-2 start for the champion. Panic button might have been pressed already considering he's used all of his free agent money. Um, him having De- Jerry Judy hurt is bad for him. No bueno. I mean, Herbert's a starting quarterback. He's going to put up a lot of points. But then, like, o- Elijah Mitchell is his running back along with Najee Harris. Who knows with those two, those two the Pittsburgh's line kind of stinks. Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Dallas, Goddard, and T. Higgins round out his roster. The one problem I have with that is that of those four, I think Stefan Diggs is the only pop guy who you can ex- expect 15 from. And there might be weeks where his team goes off, um, but because a, bur- a bubble can pop too, there might be weeks where he has 60 points. Yeah, I agree. I, you mentioned Jerry Judy. I don't like to uh, talk about what happens in the bedroom, but uh, Kevin actually tried to offer me a trade and, and tag, you know, Jerry Judy onto the back end of it, and I just wanted nothing to do with it. So, yeah, IR is a tough spot. IR right, is a tough spot. We'll see what happens to him. Next, we'll let Charter's team. I mean, if Dak Prescott goes off, he's going to have a really good week every time, but he got held back last week. Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler also have that pop ability. Um, they combined for 23 points this week. I think that won't happen again this season. A.J. Brown, I mean, the thing I don't like about the Titans is it's both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, so there's not one official wideout. John Smith was a starting tight end. Eh. I mean, he'll probably have some good weeks and some bad weeks. And Chris Godwin lined round up his um, lineup. Now, he does have Michael Thomas on his bench, so that's a long-term maybe. Who knows? But Charter, I would say Charter's in the same spot as Gard- Gardner. He's got a really good team. But as we saw this week, there might be weeks he put up 70 in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right? And that concerns me. That does not make you elite. That makes you good. Right? Yep. Um, and in this league, you need to be elite. Let's face it. Yeah. Next, we'll look at um, these Cox. I mean, he's they're in the same thing. I mean, having Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Calvin Ridley, and Adam Thielen is a really good option. Um, I think they might be sneaky, really good, and they act like they don't care in the league, but I think secretly they do. Um, <clears throat> putting up 93 this week is a week, but Dalvin Cook only had 15, um, and he had a, he had some trouble. Steelers defense with only two. Um, I think he needs some a better tight end than Matt Jacecki. I mentioned last week a trade for it, but that's my really take on B. Scott should feel okay about where they are. Yeah, I agree. Just, I like Court and Sutton on their bench, but yeah, just your, your standard run of the mill. We'll see what happens. We've got two, one more matchup left. 
And then we're going to start with our new take, the three-point stance, which I think people are going to be really excited about. I know well, I'm in the three-point stance. You know I'm excited about the three-point stance. <laughs> the Petey Pablos, one and one, put up 118, lost. I put Pete in the same category as me. Put up a lot of points both weeks, lost one of them because he played a team that put up 121. I don't think he feels bad about his team. I mean, Wilson, Barkley, Chubb, Evans, Lockett, Higby, Hunt. Like, <clears throat> you have a lot of guys who are going to put up consistent numbers. But the problem is his top guy, Saquon Barkley, is a pop guy. 7.9 points this week. The Giants are terrible. Sorry, Colin. So we might see some bad weeks by him. But P.D. Pablo should feel really good where he is. Yep. Oh, and then finally, Nucci in the huddle. Nucci has Lamar Jackson, which is one of those running quarterbacks like he had this week. You could have 100 rushing yards and two TDs. Ended up with 30, um, 32 points. Zeke Elliott kind of freaks me out because I kind of think he stinks. But as we saw, he put up 60 in this week. Uh, Fournette, Hopkins, Cooper, Fant, Henderson, Ryan um, end up the lineup. He also has Josh Jacobs on the bench because he's hurt. Nucci should feel good about his team. He's 2-0. and There's nothing bad to say about it. I'm a little scared by having Fournette um, in my lineup, but that's just me. Yeah, man. Um, Zeke is Zeke is a, a weird player to read. It's like I think that all these underperforming running backs like Gibson and Jonathan Taylor, like I think they're only, you know, they're going to bounce back. But I think Zeke is just volatile. I think he's just going to be up and down all season. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Um, and we'll see. I'd say if I had to give a power rankings right now, Alec Teach is obviously a number one tier one, his own tier. Already had two. He's almost made back. He's halfway there to make the money back. Two, the learners football team, and three, the Nucci's huddle. We're just going to go right off the standings. I'm going to give the team with the most points right up there. Um, fourth, I'm going to put a tie, me, PD, me and PD Pablo in that tier, and then everyone else below, right? Um, it's interesting. Right now, Mike, it says you have a higher percentage chance of making the playoffs than Kevin, so let's go. Oh, I didn't know that. Here we go. Um, so there was one team I left off, and that's because my first take in three-point stance – so the three-point stance is going to be each week, me and a guest will talk about the three points we want to mention. It can be hot takes, it can be cold cakes. We are standing on three things. My first one. Might be a little shots fired right here. Why is Dylan, Dylan Estridge a coward? <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> right? So this guy in the group chat the other day, we're two weeks in, and he's throwing up. We, we, we never came up with the last place. That can't happen. That can't happen. Dylan, I have, I have some breaking news for you. You are one game back of being tied for the playoffs in fourth place. <laughs> and you're quitting on the season? Dylan, I know you as someone who's the champion. I took the trophy from your house. I believe in you. I would not be calling you out if I did not believe in you. Right? Backing out on the first week of fantasy, second week of fantasy football, when if we look at your team, I think you are in a really good spot. Right? Derrick Henry, as we saw this week, can do crazy things. I think you're in a little bit of trouble with um, having Kirk Cousins as your starting quarterback and also the idea of having um, your two and your um, other, your top wide receivers, Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel. Not the greatest two quarterbacks, but I think between some of your guys, you still have a really good shot. You're in this, right? Like you were projected 111 points this week. Don't give up on your team. Keep on believing and you have a shot. Do you have any takes on that? Like, I just think it's like lame for him. Yeah, pretty lame. I mean, your last place thing. Like, I agree that we should have a boys' weekend, but pretty much admitting week two, you think you're going to be in last place, is not a good look. 
Yeah, when it comes down to it, it just, just kind of shows character as you shove that piece of pizza down your gullet. <laughs> right? I am. I want to do <laughs> right and the one thing i want to mention that is like oh no the one to go what coach ray think of this right dylan there had to be a year and you're like when we lost to hobart did you quit before wpi did you no there was a chance at the playoffs against wpi as coach v reminded us ten thousand times that week <laughs> right we have a chance don't give up you're not a loser mike give me your first take all right. So, I mean, I was going to save it, but um, you kind of went at somebody in this in this uh, league to start your three point stand segment. So I'll go at a couple people here. Um, yeah, I'll come out and say it. I think <laughs> two owner teams is not it, man. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Carzo and Colin. Um, I don't know what the whole I guess you want to get more people involved. That's all fine and dandy. But like. You know, I'm getting texts from Colin about trades and then I'm getting offers, you know, on the site from from Carzo that get revoked because they're not ready. Like have some communication. Um, Yeah. So I just think they have to figure it out. Um, They're not a cohesive unit right now. So I'm going to go off and say that two owner teams in this league is not the way to go. Wow. You know what? And for my second stance, I'm going to take something right after that. Is Carzo and Colin Scott's friendship falling apart? Did Carzo reach out to Colin because he feels distant and he wants a reason to talk to Colin every day? I don't know. Seems pretty suspicious that they're not talking to each other about fantasy football when discussing trades. So my second hot stance is Colin and Carzo's friendship falling apart. (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely something to take a look at. <laughs> Keep like, an eye yeah, on Dan, Ar- Dan Orlovsky isn't on the board writing it up. You want me to go, go, go with my second? Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So my second three point stance is, um, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit. I mean, I know we already went down the rundown, but you know, some people are murmuring that, um, Deach's peaches is peaking too early. Um, I think, I mean, it's a fine take, but uh, I think that his stepping down from the role of commissioner is going to give him a lot more time to put into his football team, his uh, fantasy team. So, I mean, just keep an eye on that. Uh, You know, he might be on the waiver wire a little bit more often than he was. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have everybody in his ear. So, that's my second stance. Yeah, and one thing I want to mention about Deach is like we all went to college, right? Not a big deal. Um, Correct. But he's at grad school and he's talking about how busy he's going to be. You're telling me he's not on his computer like every – I mean, actually, he's, he can probably do work on like me. I'm just so ADD. But um, like you're telling me he's not checking like fantasy football every 30 minutes. Like just on the computer. Bing, bing, bing. Um, so I think that's an interesting one. My third hot take – is that wow? Like I got so excited with my second take, I forgot my third take. <laughs> my third hot take is that gambling is back, right? There's like a full three month period where it's acceptable to talk about gambling in our group chat, um, and it's right now. Alex been quiet because Ohio State first half hasn't been an ATM. Um, and to add on to that point, 
is Ohio State fraudulent, right? Mm. So that's my take, right? Gambling is back and is Ohio State fraudulent. Um, I just want to hear your reaction on that. Yeah, man. Um, Ohio State brought up how our cover six at St. Lawrence was more successful than the Division One cover three at Ohio State. Yeah, so that defense is is a mess right now, and I think that the changes that they need to make is isn't an easy fix for like an in-season thing. Like I think you need like a spring ball to put in a new defense or you need like, you know, a little bit more time, but you know, switching out the person that's making the, um, the defense calls and uh, just adding a couple of new looks. Like, I don't think it's going to, you know, like I I'm very hopeful that they could, you know, make a run definitely at the big 10 title and maybe sneak in, but I think it, it, it's a long-term fix for like a year. But I'm hopeful. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I guess my, I guess I, guess I kind of went off to understand gambling with backs. You could kind of, kind of tell I made that up. What I'll say is that college football Saturdays are back. I don't think there's nothing better than being out with your boys and just like having the TV on mute and seeing two great teams playing. Right. There really isn't. So I'm just like, you're standing there with your drink and then before you know it, you're five drinks deep. And then before you know it, you're hanging out with Charter, right? Now you're drinking a Guinness as your eighth drink, preparing to feel terrible in the morning. Um, yeah. But I think that's really what's back, and I'm so happy. Hanging out, hanging out with Charter is really just never good. No, right? You know you know that, like, if you're hanging out with Charter, like, the inner beast in you is going to show up. Um, <laughs> that's a compliment, Ryan. And then, uh, so that's my third take. So I'm switching my original third take from um, – the gambling is back to Ohio. what's our deal with Ohio State. All right. Um, yeah, so my uh, final stance is we'll, we'll bring it back to uh, fantasy football. Projected points can be so misleading, and oh, I have a great with it. That, there's nothing. I think at one point on Saturday or Sunday at – 7 p.m. I was 88% to 12, Sam 12. Bucks had do two defensive TDs. Then it's 50-50. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a great feature, but it's just like it gives you false hope or, you know, it flips flip-flops so much and you're always checking it. It's, it's you know. Well, I'd probably check it on Sundays. I Actually, let's see how much time I spent on the fantasy app on Sunday. All right. <laughs> I'm kind of terrified for this. All right, here we go. Screen time. Where's screen time? Here we go. See all activity. Oh, boy. Sunday, I was on my phone for eight hours when my average is normally around five. (laughs) I was on the action app for 100 hours. I mean, one hour and 28 minutes. (laughs) 100 hours. (laughs) Oh, look at Mike. I want you to describe how ridiculous the graph is of my normal um, action time compared to this one day. Oh, that looks like the stock market. (laughs) A lot of up and down. So I was on the action app for an hour. I was on fantasy for 30 minutes. And how many times, and I, which is three times my average time. How many times did I pick up an open fantasy? Oh my God. I picked up and looked at fantasy 54 times. Oh. <laughs> I looked at the action app 45 times. Yeah, we have a problem. <laughs> I think 
So yeah, that's definitely back. Jesus. Um, wow. Great pod so far. Next. Actually, we have a sponsor calling in. The sponsor's calling in. Oh, ring, ring. <laughs> Are you hungry? Are you looking for the best breakfast sandwich in the world? The spitter on the side? Welcome to the Can Dunkin' Donuts. Not only can you get your two breakfast sandwiches for $5, you can also get a spitter and look, just look at some sick American trucks. All right, thank you. Um, oh, that might have been one of my most absurd ones. Not cool. Oh, but D- Dan Laney at the pub has something to say later. Um, but on to our next topic. Thank you for all the sponsors, by the way. Um, yeah, we really appreciate the sponsors. Yeah, we, we really do. Um, I got to go to my notes right now, make sure I'm following my agenda with you. Um, yep, yeah, so hot takes about the league kind of hit. So, Dirty Mike, who is in your meat locker? Each week when someone comes on, we're going to try and get their own take. So, Dirty Mike, who is in your meat locker? Yeah, so I, I appreciate the, the new segment just for me. Um, we're going to hang somebody up, a, a big slab of freezing cold meat in the meat locker. Um, so, I won't take the easy way out. I'll just preface it with, you know, all the 0-2 teams are going to be hanging in the meat locker. But yeah. my – but my – this week's meat locker, um, the like I said, the big slab of, of beef hanging in there is the Daytona Hoss Daddies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And here's the reason. Well, wait, wait. We may as well. I'm giving them the black jersey right now. You're up. Keep going. <laughs> this, this is probably similar to black jersey, but, bro, you had Derrick Henry get you near 45 points. And the rest of your team couldn't throw anything together, and you took the L. So I'm sorry, Dylan. I know you have a kid on the way, but um, you're hanging up in the meat locker next to uh, me for sure. No, and people are even wondering right now, like, is he ready for fatherhood if this is how his fantasy team's looking, right? Got called out tonight. We'll see if he's really a man. If he's ready for a child and he's a man, he will attack fantasy like he never has. I can't wait to watch him watch him do it. Um, so going on to that, we'll go into our who's hot, who's not segment. I think everyone's favorite um, segment on there is. So my first who's not, Dylan Estridge. Oh, we are. <laughs> this is a brutal pod for Dylan. <laughs> I think I need to mention why. <laughs> oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I mean, the only. I mean, <laughs> there's no way. He's, he has to be on the hot list next week just because he's almost at charter level cold. All right. So you start with a, a who's not. So I'll, I'll start with a who's not. Antonio Gibson is not hot. He is, he is ice cold. He's hanging in the meat locker next to Dylan. Wow. So we'll hit fantasy for me next. My next who's hot, Cooper Cup. Um, yep. He was probably like the 15th wide receiver taken. He's going to end up being the best fantasy wideout. Every time I've watched the two Rams games, you just watch him like he's going to throw a cup. He's just looking there every time. I mean, he's like this is an absurd take, so don't take it like this. It's kind of like combining Randy Moss and Julian Edelman. I mean, not Julian Edelman. Randy Moss and Wes Walker in fantasy because they send cup on a bunch of deep posts, which Stafford loves to hit, but they also use him in the short game. So he's not like your PPR guy who's going to get you 10 catches – like 90 yards and no touchdowns. 
he's going to get you 12 catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns just because he's going so deep so often. Um, I mean, got 33 points for Sam this week, so I think Cooper Cup's hot, and I'm really regretting not having him. Definitely, I agree. Cooper Cup's insane. Um, uh, Let's do another one. Let's do – okay, this is good for this week. The trading block and the waiver wire are scorching right now. I feel like week two heading into week three is just like that time of the year where it's like everybody's reassessing, re- reassessing their draft and just, you know, whose fingers on the trigger, who is, isn't, you know, it's, it's scorching hot. No, I definitely agree. And I'll add on to that to add on to yours. Trade trades are definitely back. Two weeks ago, Carzo, I think on the pod was like, I'm a guy who doesn't like to trade. Trades are so in right now. Trades are more in than when Yik Yak was at SLU trying to get the top Yik Yak. Um, <laughs> Dude, I agree. And even to take it, take one further, you're talking about trades. Low ball offers are just hot. <laughs> no, it's absurdity. Uh, my who's hot right now? The Boston Red Sox up. 11-3 on the Mets right now. Yankees are tied 3-3 with a win and a loss. was giving them a two-game advantage going into the series this Friday. Red Sox are hot. You are tapped into sports, and I love it. Anything? Any other hots? Um, no, I think that's it for me. No, that was good. Yeah, definitely we'll have a who's hot next week where someone will rise from the ashes of being cold. Um. So quickly, Mount Rushmore, me and Merton, Dirty Mike, Sam, right off the top of our heads. Mount Rushmore of your favorite football foods, Sunday football foods. So I'm talking, what's that like this? You can either be at a bar or at home. So I'm not going to say, for example, it has to be like something you make at home. Yeah, for sure. Say like you like going to a restaurant. It could be like an absurd thing you might get there in football. Like for me, I think of like, like, I don't think I would do this, but for example, like if I got sushi, Right. Or if I got like something that you'd only kind of get at a restaurant, you would never make at home. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I got both on my list. Um, perfect. So number one, I know my favorite is wings. Um, you can just eat them so quickly, so immediately. Easy to pick up, easy to kind of make at home if you just throw them in the oven. Something you can have frozen and then throw in the oven. Um, I normally like to grill mine, but they're so easy. Eat handheld. You can eat like three pounds of them and not feel super duper gross. Um, it's kind of like the middle of like, I just ate a ton of chicken, but also I had a ton of shit in it. So I feel kind of like not too fat. Like you can get full, full off that where if you eat something like this might be on my list later, but nachos, like you eat a lot of the nachos and you're kind of feeling like a, a, a dump. If you eat some good chicken wings, you can eat like 18 of those things and still feel okay. You might have a little heartburn, but chicken wings. Yeah. Are and you could, you could take them down super quick. I mean, just one after the other. Um, this may seem like the obvious choice, but after you go wings, I have to go pizza. Um, nothing like ordering that that full pizza pie um, on a Sunday and just taking down an absurd amount. Like I think, like you said, I ate so many wings. Uh, I think two weeks ago, and then I just you know finished off with like half a pizza, and I just felt disgusting. But it's the best. I kind of feel like I made a mistake not taking pizza number one. Uh, my next one is definitely going to be, I think I might go French fries. Um, Wellington fries, right? 
and I'm calling all, so you can be sweet potato, you can be regular fries, so easy to eat. You can put stuff on top of them. Um, just the perfect side snack for a game. There you go. All right, this is this is where my list starts getting, you know, pretty personalized to to me and my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So my next one is chicken cutlets. Oh fuck. <laughs> because now hear me out. And this is like I said, specific to me, but a lot of times on Sunday, mom makes a boatload of chicken cutlets. And I will go throughout the football Sunday, you know, starting at the one o'clock, and I will just have different styles of chicken cutlets. Like maybe the first one is going to have your, you know, your tomato sauce, cheese, you make it like a Parmesan. Mm-hmm. And then like an hour or two later, I'm going to grab a chicken cutlet, warm it up and throw Chick-fil-A sauce all over it. Ooh. And then I might have a chicken cutlet hero later on in the day. Like I'll just keep eating those chicken cutlets. Like you're going out of style. Jesus. <laughs> I want a chicken cutlet now. Um, for my third pick, right, we're going to get a little specific here. Haven't actually done it yet this Sunday. Really looking forward to doing it. Shrimp oil. Ooh. You've, you've had my shrimp oil, right? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. So sausage, shrimp, potatoes, corn. One of those things, the reason I like it, you can throw – my personal favorite is to throw peppers and onions in it. So you get a little bit of the veggies, um, and you can just – like once you kind of hit that, I'm full level, but you want to keep eating. You start hammering the, the onions and peppers, right? I mean, they're a little oily, so you feel a little gross at the end, but they're so good. It's a vegetable, so it makes you feel a little bit better. The corn is also amazing. And then you can just hammer the shrimp and the sausage, right? There's just something so good about a sausage bowl. It's so easy. Once you have it, you just keep dumping it on your plate. That'll be my number three. Yeah, when I, when I think of that, I think you're going to have to get that in sooner rather than later because I think of like warm weather, not so much those colder months. So I kind of want to do it, dude. I feel like it could be good in the cold. Like, no, probably, but I'm just saying, like, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. I feel like you, you got to be sweating outside when you're eating that. Mm-hmm. No, but I love the pick. Um, all right, here's another one specific to me and the group of Long Island boys, but we love getting together on a football Sunday. And you kind of brought it up earlier. It's this like a specific one, but we will a lot of times at like halftime of the four o'clocks, we will put in a gigantic sushi order and just, we call it sushi Sundays and uh, Jesse Parker moved down to Baltimore, but RIP to him. But he used to wear his soy sauce shirt on Sundays. Cause you knew we were going to order it. Like soy sauce Sunday, oh my god! A, a ridiculous amount of sushi cost everybody like forty, fifty bucks, and we didn't even care. Good lord! Um, no, I'm thinking on my list right now. I got fries, I got wings, I got a shrimp oil. Part of me wants to be a little bit of a. I mean, put this is what I'm thinking, right? One of the things I've been loving doing. So you absolutely treat yourself kind of terrible on Sunday. I've been having a salad during the games. Right, and I've been getting like a big Asian fusion chicken salad really mm. place near me. Now, the whole purpose of it is I eat that salad then. So most likely, long Saturday night, didn't, didn't eat a real breakfast. You know what I mean? So like maybe for breakfast, I had like an egg McMuffin or like a small breakfast sandwich or something really simple just because I woke up late, kind of stumbling home. 
um, don't want to spend a lot of money in the city. So one o'clock rolls around and I just get super hungry and I just like, I need to eat a lot of food, but my favorite time to like really let it go is like the four o'clock games. I don't want to feel like a dump all day. So I've been getting these, it's like lettuce, um, like nuts, um, chicken, like some peanut sauce, like teriyaki thing. And like, it is so good. And it's just perfect. Cause like full by like, not super full, but full enough by like two o'clock, then four o'clock rolls around already eating healthy. Like I can just dump on my body. Normally the last two weeks this week I did, um, what did I do this week? Oh, I had a, I had one of those. I had a Buffalo chicken calzone. Um, I grilled a little chicken the week before I made wings. I made French fries in the oven. Um, and then both nights I got ice cream. Mm. Which brings me into my last one, the late game ice cream that you shouldn't have, but you always do it. Yeah. it whether it's, you know, straight from your freezer or you stop at a Seven Eleven and you grab one of those um, chip witches or the Snickers ice cream bar and you know you shouldn't have it, but you just have to be bad one last time before Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think mine was kind of a two-part answer. Um, just because for me, the salad sets up success. Yeah. And like, you're all about preparation. So it makes sense. You know, it's kind of like, remember going on road games and you had to eat that crappy hotel breakfast and you weren't eating it really because you wanted it. You kind of looked at it and you're like, if I don't eat this right now around one o'clock, I'm going to be disgustingly hungry, hate my life. I just kind of have to put this down. Then after the game, it's like that whole spread in front of you, right? Think you're walking past the Ferraros. They just brought something from New Canaan. We got the wings from Buffalo. We got the pizzas from Sergi's. We got everything we want out there. For me, it's similar to that mindset. I'm having, I'm eating that salad right then. I might not want it, but I need it, right? Because I'm going to go on a journey right now. I'm going to trust that my teammates are going to have my back and that the red zone channel will work. <laughs> four o'clock rolls around. This flip, this flip, the flip is switched, and it's time to just like unload at that buffet, right? And then, you, and as you said, the ice cream is a must finish. Um, so we're about to wrap up the show, but I want to get one event, um, one event previewed real quick: the boat cruise. So, Mike, are you going to come to the boat cruise? Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I have a wedding the next day down here, so I cannot come to the boat cruise, which I'm disappointed about because it really is one of the, the most fun events. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you were going, so that's what I want to preview. But, I mean, we just did 40 minutes, so probably a good thing to sign off. 10, 10, 10 for me. I've gotten into the portion of not eating dinner that I'm now eating. I had a pizza at 930, and now I'm eating nuts. Um, I think it might be time for me to hit the hay. Yeah, man. Um, definitely. I think this was good. I, I appreciate, I feel like you catered to me. I mean, think about what we went over. We ripped on Dylan, love doing that. Um, we introduced a segment called Dirty Mike's Meat Locker. Thank you. Um, and we talked about food and I feel like that was just perfect for me. Yep. And yeah, I, I think I also, I also want to thank you, uh, I think you're doing a great job as new commissioner. Appreciate it. Um, I know it's a hard job, but somebody. You mute, your audio cut it out. Not muted, but.
Did you say something? Oh my God, it's going down better. Well, I, it looks like the audio is cut out. Oh, wait, you're back. What? I, I didn't get what you last said. I was thanking you for doing a great job as commissioner, but maybe it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not meant to be. I got to earn it, right? So, Dirty Mike, thank you for coming on. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll do this again next week. All right. Thanks, man. Deuces. Hasta luego. Be golden, pony boys. <laughs>